And now, weighing in out of the blue corner, Josh the Pong Thompson. 100% And on the other mic, he weighs in from the red corner, Big Sean McCarthy. Well, hello to everyone and welcome to the Weighing In Podcast. It is Josh the Punk Thompson and myself, along with Podcast Dave on the controls, here to talk about what is going on in the world of combat sports. We had the UFC with Misha Tate taking on Caitlin Vieira. We also had World Championship Boxing, Terrence the Man Crawford against Sean Porter. Actually, a really good fight. We'll talk about that and all the happenings of MMA and what's going on. My man, Josh, what's up, baby? What is going on? It's so nice to be back. I feel like it's been forever since we filmed last, but, you know, that's only because I missed your beautiful face, you know, the gray and their beard, and it's gotten a little bit Come more on, great. Man. I heard the grandchildren are at the house, huh, for about yeah, a couple guess, of days. That's why it's more gray, man. <laughs> <laughs> Got all the grandkids at the house just running you and Miss McCarthy ragged, huh? Man, I'll tell you what. Okay, this is the truth. You forget. Yeah, just what kids take as far as being able to, you know, you know, wrangle them up and handle them and, and make them happy and do things with them and stuff. It's like, all right, I'm exhausted. I'm done. <laughs> I need to go out and go out and work. Oh, man. And then you took them out to the farm and put them to work? Is that what you're saying? Oh, yeah, man. Dude, they had a blast out there That's because awesome. they get to drive things and they have, you know, it's all fun. So Yeah. They, they they loved it out there. Let's uh let's jump into last night's fights for the UFC. That's great. We'll talk a little bit about some news as well that goes on. Um, but make sure you guys hit that subscribe button on our YouTube channel. But I want to really focus on hitting our our audio platforms as well, uh, Spotify and iTunes, as well as SoundCloud, Google Play, all of those Stitcher. Make sure you guys hit the, the subscribe there. We're trying to get our audio platforms up. We're doing pretty well there. You guys have really been hitting it now that people are getting back to work. They're listening to us in the cars. But uh, if you guys can, please hit that subscribe button in the audio platforms. We want to thank you guys in, uh, in our YouTube channel. We also have a Wayne in Extra, which is uh, which used to be called our Clips channel. The reason why we changed it to Extra is because we're giving you guys extra content, especially over the holidays, coming up soon. So it's just stuff that's different, you know, stuff that's different than what we normally do. So make sure you guys hit the subscribe button in that channel. When you guys, when you guys go to our main channel, there's a link down below. That'll take you to our extra channel. Hit that link. And when you guys get there, hit that subscribe button. Hit the little bell, too, so you know when we drop all the new fresh content uh, throughout the holidays. Because there's not much going to be to talk about unless some news comes up. Fights are really on hold, you know, during this time. There's like one or two good cards. But the rest of the time, we'll be filling in with some news and some drama and, you know, a little bit of back and forth between John and I. Lucky for you guys. So, you know, let's get, I guess, uh, with all that being said, let's jump right into last night's card. John, let me let me let me describe this card in one in one way. <laughs> Anytime you have a card, how many fights did it have? I want to say twelve. Uh, eleven. Was it eleven? One. Okay. I think one got pulled last minute because you guys. That, that's right. Yeah, Terrence. Um, I can't think of his last name. He got pulled. But um, anytime you have eleven fights and only one is the finish. 10 of them going to a decision probably is not going to be the night that you say that was a great night of fights. You know, even though there was a couple good ones on there, we'll talk about those because there, there were, there were ones that you look and you go, you know, the performances were actually good and stuff, but you know, which one do you want to start off with? You want to start top to bottom, well, bottom to top? What do you want? 
I'm not starting with any of the ones on the first two. I want you to tell the story <laughs> you told me off air about Cody Durden, and then we're oh. going to skip over the other ones, and we're going to get to. I mean, I thought Hoffa Garcia looked good, dominated with takedowns. Um, you know, we get to Sabatini looked pretty good as well. We could talk about him. Giannis was fucking outstanding. Giannis was great. We got to talk about him. I got a little critique for him though, but other than that, I mean, he was yeah. fabulous. And Go I'll teach and him us. how to. I'll teach him how to drain his ear. <laughs> 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 He's gonna yeah, go right to the doctor. Was... They're gonna lance that thing for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. That's All right, that, so that tell, 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 tell us, tell us the little story, the little backstory on Cody Durden that you have. Uh, you back, told me. backstory on Cody. Look, Cody Durden. He's a tough. Comes from a wrestling background. He's a tough kid, and you know he's trying to make it there. And you, you figure that he's now, I want to say one one and yeah, he's because he had a loss, he had a, a draw, and now a win in the UFC. So that was his first win, and it was a. It was a tough fight. You take a look. That was a very hard fought, you know, tough win. He had to give everything that he had in it. And it was the last thing that he did talking to DC. You go, son, yeah, what are you doing? Okay. You just made yourself, even if, even though you're not, you made yourself look like an idiot mm-hmm. and you got to be careful of what you say as far as, I don't think he was meaning what he said to the point, but you know, whether he was or not, it doesn't matter. It was wrong, but you know, I had the same incident, not the same, but I went to Georgia to teach long ago and he was a young fighter and they asked me to do a show while I was there. And so I did the show and his was one of the fights that I did and he wins and he, and he, he, he chokes the guy, I believe it was, and, uh, he gets the win, you know, long before it goes to the three rounds, and, but he acted like a dipshit. You know, as getting up off of the guy and pushing him away, and it was just wrong what he did. And being the dumbass that I am, I kind of you know grabbed a hold of him and I picked him up because he's a hundred. You know, he's, he's fighting at flyweight; it's not that heavy for me. At least at the time, it wasn't heavy for me. Now yeah. it's freaking heavy. So I picked him up and I walked him over to the corner, and, and I told him, I said, "Hey, you know what? You're young. If you want to be a champion in this sport someday, and you've got talent, start acting like one." Don't do that crap. You're acting like a fool, and everyone's going to end up not wanting to watch you fight. Well, come back. Guess what? I didn't teach him a damn thing. (laughs) But I hope he learns from it. I hope he learns that, hey, fighting is one part of this. And and being able to talk and say things that you mean or not allow things to come out of your mouth that he's saying he didn't mean. So, okay, I'll say that you you didn't mean it but just absolutely stupid. Yeah. Uh, He's 30 years old, John. And I know people are like, oh, that's old. But honestly, in this sport, now that he's on a big stage, he finally gets the mic. There's so many things that he's rehearsed in front of the mirror in the bathroom (laughs) that he's going to say. You know, he finally got his first win, his first true win. Not a draw, but the first time he's gotten the mic, was able to say something. And he laid a goose egg, you know, but... It's a lesson we learn. If he's gonna if he's gonna do anything from here, he could try to end up, you know, fixing his reputation with positive comments, being positive on social media and getting people to understand that and stay away from reading the comments. That'll be the best thing. And then, yeah, and then the next thing is is you know, next time you go out there after you get the win, man, just be positive. There was that thing, remember when Ariel posted the video with uh Brendan and, and Brendan was like Oh, I'm a little nervous, you know, da, 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 because it's, you oh, know, yeah. it's like, it's yeah, yeah. because put it this after your fights, 
Your adrenaline is going. You don't know what you're going to say. You've rehearsed that you, you have, you've literally thought about all of the people you want to thank. You've thought about how all the adversity you've gone through in that specific camp. There's a lot of things you want to say. And then the person that is interviewing you never asked you the question that you want because you've led up to that You've asked yourself in front of the mirror in the bathroom thousands of times. <laughs> you know, it's never that question. It's always about like, oh, did you see this arm triangle setting up? He's like, you don't rehearse that in your bathroom in front of the mirror. You're thinking, <laughs> oh, yeah, vicious knockout. Yeah, how was it to get that knock? It was fucking amazing. I did it the way I thought I was going to do it. It never happens like that. And so this kid, he just got the mic put in front of him and just – came out the wrong way i mean hopefully he and, changes and, it up and fixes and it. and it's also look at the, the truth of the matter is and people don't think about this but it's you know it's the truth look when dc walks in there okay and especially if it's joe rogan but dc walks in here comes a guy that you know you know as a fighter you 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 yeah. can look at him and you you want to emulate him and you say man this is a this is a two-time champion this is a guy that won the light heavyweight and the heavyweight i'm talking to dc yeah, you know, that's a special moment, and you know those are the things that all of a sudden the adrenaline starts building. The pressure's there, even though it's all self-induced. No one's putting it on you, and that those things can happen. But you know, hopefully he learns from it because he's a tough kid and he you know, he, he can fight. John, but, it's so true what you just said because um, the very first couple times I did the uh, UK series for Bellator in 2019, all the UK fighters, you know especially all the ones that were about my, you know, about my size. Gosh, man, I used to watch you fight when I was like 10, 11 years old. I'm like, gosh, you guys make me feel old right now. But, but it was like the excitement. I believe when I got Bungard in the, in the, in the cage for the first time, he's like, Oh my God, I'm in the cage with you. Like you're interviewing me. He said like one word and stormed out. And I'm like, all right, well, there goes the interview. And he comes back. I want to say more. I'm like, bro, you just ran out of the cage. What was I going to do? I can't chase after you. So it's yep. like, yeah, they, they are extremely excited. And I'm not even like that guy that got to the level in terms of winning two titles like DC well, did. Look, they, they do it. They, and I, I wasn't going to say, I get it all the time. And I look and I, look and yeah. I go, I'm nobody. You know? I know I'm nobody. Well, it's okay. You know, come on. But it's like, but it, they have built this up and they, they've looked forward to this moment. And like you said, they, they've thought about it, yeah. you know, in the bathroom, looking in the mirror. And then it just somehow it all falls apart. And yeah. it's uh, it's like hopefully oh. uh, he learns from it. You know, respect your opponent. Your opponent just went fifteen incredibly hard minutes with you, yeah. and if he can give that and make you work that hard to get that win, then he absolutely deserves your respect. Absolutely. I mean, especially after the fight, it doesn't matter what they said beforehand. I mean, yeah. you, you, look, if you take young fighters like Durden here, Durden, just take a look at what happened with Usman and Colby after their last fight. The way yep. they kind of were like, hey, talking to each other, a little bit more respect, like I was doing the yeah. build up, you know, and I know I overstepped, like a little bit of that is going on. You get to a level where you just, you don't need to do that anymore. Like you can do it for the lead up, but once yep. the lead up, once the fight's done, shit, the business Ooh. has been settled. That's the one thing about That's the it. fight game. It's not the same thing with, like with, with other sports, with football and, and basketball. You have a team to help morally support you if you guys start to fall down flat on your face. This is you, buddy. This is all. Yep. It's going to be decided in the cage you know, if you make it to the cage, if you make weight and all that stuff, but it's going to be decided in the cage. You're going to know who the better person is or the better fighter is. So, you know, all the trash talking only goes so far. Once it's all said and done, it's all said and done, man. That's why I love the old school way of like, a, hey, we fight. We help each other up. We shake your hands, dust ourselves off, and, you know, we go yeah. our separate ways. Thank you. A lot that's of respect. It. That's what's that's so it. pure about fighting. I think that's what makes it so popular. Yeah. Um, 
Okay, Hoffa Garcia, great performance, man. I looked at him and I said, he was touching him up. You haven't thrown some good combinations. Uh, Levy, he had moments, but was never good enough. It just was like always a step behind. Wasn't able to really mount offense long enough. He landed some good hard shots several times in there. Was a little flashy at times, but it, he ended up being taken down and just dominated. Just kept what was it? What we were talking about? Like what nine, eight, nine, eight or nine tenths? Yeah. yeah, eight, nine, ten takedowns. I mean, he was just getting just out wrestled, outperformed. You know, conditioned. All Hoffa looked good, man. Hoffa Garcia looked, looked really good because you know? Levy's good. But as yeah. you said, the the problem was he was always. He's always, you know, on that he's a, he was a, a chess move behind or two behind, and it just he could never catch up and be the guy that was actually the one in control of the fight, the one dictating what was going to happen because it was always Hoffa Garcia with his you know, grappling and being able to take him down that that made the difference. He was in control of the fight, yeah. and you could see it. And, and Levy, although he's a good fighter, you know, he's he's going to be someone to deal with. You can see it, but he's just got stuff to learn. Because yeah. he wasn't able to take that momentum away from Garcia, and Garcia just kept building on it. That was a, it was a very, you know, when you talk about going to a decision, that's the kind you look. You know, the momentum just kept building, and he was getting better and better as the fight was going on. So, really, a, that was a good win. Uh, Levy's got nothing to feel bad about. He's going to come back, and he's going to look good in the future. Pat Sabatini, though, I want to talk about that guy because. They're doing something right in Philadelphia. You know, for a while, Philadelphia had one guy. It was Eddie Alvarez, man. Yeah. Yeah, let's be honest, man. It was Eddie, and Eddie was everything from coming out of that area. There wasn't, you know, that that much other than Eddie. And now, all of a sudden, man, they've got some killers coming out of Philadelphia. Sabatini being one of them, because he took a good fighter in Tucker Lutz and yeah. made him look average. He just dominated him everywhere because you know in fact Lutz came into that he was the favorite mm -hmm. I was looking at going I don't think so but you know you this is one of those ones you look at you go oh man Sabatini is just a grinder you talk about you know embrace the grind and I, I was waiting for DC to kind of you know say something about it the whole time as far as man this is the kind of guy that just wears you out he's always looking for that ability to push you and make you have to work past that comfort zone that he wants to be in he got takedowns i thought dean thomas did a great job of saying exactly what he was doing he was off balancing lutz making it to where lutz did not know which way that takedown was coming didn't know what sabatini was doing and when you're playing behind like that you're in trouble you know yep. because it is you're, you're able to take and you're able to move yourself to stop this and all of a sudden you're going in a direction that you cannot stop what is occurring because you were moves behind. He is that far ahead of you, and that's what Sabatini did, and he looked fantastic in that fight. Yeah, just uh, just domination. Like you said, always a couple steps ahead, and like you said, when you start to get behind, it's hard to catch up. It doesn't matter what it is. It could be on the ground. It could be in the striking. If you know you're a second behind, you need to reset yourself. You need to try to find a way to reset yourself. So like in the striking position, if you're getting out punched, if something lands clean on you, that means you're behind by a step. So you need to get out. You need to cut the corner, create an angle, circle behind, whatever it is to Reach get out and, re and reset yourself to, st to mount an offense. But the grappling aspect is a little bit harder because someone's on top of you. And when they're dominating that grappling position, if you're a step behind, you're still on bottom. So that's why you always want to try to either <clears> – <throat> Get to a neutral position and then start working your way back to your feet. 
and try to mount an offense from there if you can't get back to your feet. That whole sweep, submit, get up, submit, sweep, get up, it, there's a there's a rhythm to it. That's why yes, there I tell is. people, young fighters, I tell them to go, You once, once you attack one thing, whether it's a sweep or a submission, go right to the next thing. If you can't get that, kick them back and get up. Because otherwise, you're if you're already behind and you can't get the submission, you can't get the sweep. You keep going for that. You're already behind. They're already defending. So why try? Why why try to go to the next one or establish going back to full guard and reset and then mount it again? Sweep to make it up. Yep. So, anyways, but good performance by Sabatini. But like you are right though. Those, those uh, Philly boys, what? they're coming through right now. They're coming through Man. right now. The so. Dawkins brothers, Brady. Mm-hmm. Sabatini, man, I'll tell you what, they got some killers coming out of there, man. It's, it's fun to watch. Well, they're probably thinking, you know, Eddie's getting towards the end. We got to start stepping up our <laughs> game, man, because he's, he's been holding down the fort for us for decades Dude, he has now. been. That's true. So, he's a fucking stud. Eddie Alvarez is a stud. I love that kid. He's a savage. Um, uh, Giannis. Ah, let's talk Dean, about Mr. Dean Thomas Adrian hit it Giannis. right on the head, man. When he said George Masvidal, I felt like I was watching – a little bit more, a little bit darker of a George Masvidal, so we had a little bit more tan to him. That was all. I was like, I was like, geez, this kid just walking him smaller, down. A little bit smaller, a little smaller. bit smaller too, a little <laughs> bit smaller. But he was, yeah. he was just walking Grant down in the beginning with all the kicks and the flashiness. He was a little hesitant, which he was smart about. But you got to remember that that flashiness, it all goes away. It goes away when none of it's landing. When none of it's landing, you just wasted all that energy. A lot of it looked looked amazing. It looked like it was going to land. It looked like it hit hard. It didn't. Those are all things that were irrelevant as the fight went on. And then as he started slowing down and becoming more of a stationary target, Giannis started piecing him up. The only critique I'm going to give Giannis, John, and I remember you and I were texting was during this, is when you got him on the ropes like that, Giannis, you got to start putting the combinations together in terms of establishing your dominance in throwing the heavy, hard shots and landing them, putting together four and five punch combinations, making them respect. just the volume. Yeah, just just the volume and then just really trying to, not really trying to, look, I don't want to to extend you too much and say, hey, you should have got him out of there because Grant's super tough. Tough dude. Super tough. So when you're in that position, though, you've got to put a stamp on it. Like, even though you did dominate the fight, you got to say, oh, wow, he dropped him. Oh, wow, he did this. Because that makes people want to tune into that next one. Don't get me wrong. I'm going to tune in anyways because I love watching you fight, young boy, young kid. But uh, it just was one of those fights that you could have seen him doing a little bit more to potentially get people to go, oh, wow, oh. It was just really controlled and dominant, not the the shock and awe factor to get other people to tune in. That's the only critique. Yeah, I I look at him if I, if I was going to critique anything on it. At times, more power. When you've got a guy like Davy Grant coming at you and he's throwing, trying to throw bombs and he's winding up and you have that ability to not only throw that jab that you're throwing out, but then throw a fucking cross and a hook. Stop going to the, just the one. Stop going to just the two. It's the three and the four that's going to end up hitting him. That's what he's not going to be able to see. He's not going to be able to cover up in time for it. And that's what's going to catch him and put him possibly in a position where he gets hurt. But overall, his boxing is clean. It's crisp. Maybe needs to bring in a couple more kicks following his yeah. hands. That I would help that. him as far as setting things up. Because if he hides those kicks behind those hands, because his hands are clean, mm-hmm. just add a couple of more. Even if it's just the low kick, finish it off with that kick. You know, he he's in a position where you know his coach Sal Solis is, is has left us, and that's a horrible position to be in. So. 
you know, I don't know exactly where he's at with his training and stuff and who's going to be the one guiding him. But this is a kid that he can be somebody. He's tough. He's got a, he's now has a left ear that is functionally screwed. <laughs> he got a huge, huge cauliflower that, but I was like, I'll teach you how to drain it, man. You know, I've drained him forever, but man, he, you know, that's what happens in fighting, but it was like, he's, he beat a good guy in Davy Grant. I know mm-hmm. Davy thought he won. I did not believe that he won. I thought that the, you know, the judges had it right. They gave it to the right guy, but, um, you know, Davy Grant is the real deal. He is a tough out and, uh, getting past him. That says something about Giannis and the future is bright. He just needs to bring some more elements into his game to make him more difficult to actually figure out because you know he is very as you said and what dean thomas said very george masvidal like and in the beginning of george's career he was very much just boxing centric Mm -hmm. i'll call it because just used his hands that's where he was comfortable every now and then he would throw in a kick and he still hasn't bumped it up that much but he's bumped it up you know quite a bit you'll see george end with kicks and things because hey he realized you know this helps you get to that final outcome and if Giannis can do that I think, you know, this kid can be someone, you know, as we say, the 135s right now in this sport, that is the stud division. Yeah. It's got so many killers in it, but they just, you know, they've added another one with Giannis because he's fun to watch and he's got skills. Yeah, he's, he's got to grow a little bit more. I agree with you on adding the kicks. That's definitely something you should add, especially after the combination. Go yeah. to the body, go to the head while the fighter's hands are all the way up. Go to the body, and as he starts to drop him, go to the head. Even if you want to finish at the calf, I think that'd be great. Then that'll make him more stationary for you to actually box him up, piece him up. So good performance by him. Um, what other fights on here? I, I thought Talia Talia Santos. Santos. Talia. Yeah. So yeah, I thought she her looked phenomenal. She looked phenomenal. The only fighter to get a finish. Hello. Come on. Well, how much do you take away from Joanne Wood? Now not Calderwood. Joanne Wood. How much do you take away from the fact that she just got married? Like, there, how much? How much planning goes into a wedding, John? All of those well, things to be said, right? All yeah, of those things. True, true. true. Like, but, you know, I, as much as I like Joanne, and she's the sweetheart of a person, she's a good fighter, a good stand-up fighter. And it was I, it was telling because I was wondering if I've, I've watched Santos. She's got very you – know, she's athletic. You can see it mm-hmm. in her build, and she's strong, and she's got good stand-up, but she's also got a really good ground game. So I was like, well – you know, where is it? She definitely, in my opinion, has an advantage. Well, it is on the ground comparatively. If she's in the stand-up with Joanna, that Joanne can end up being, she can be in the game. I, I thought this was going to be a hard fight for Joanne, but look, she was never in the game. She was getting hit by some shots. And you yeah. can see they were starting to affect her pretty quick. And then eventually, you know, when she got stung and then she got back and then she got stung again, you saw she kind of froze at a certain point, which is telling you that, the brain is shutting down. It wasn't working. This was a performance by someone in Santos where you look and you go, man, I haven't seen that person for a no. long time that I looked at that said, I said, they might be able to give a girl named Shevchenko mm-hmm. a fight. And this is the one, you know, I've watched her multiple times now. And that performance right there shows she's got the skill set. She's got the ground. I don't know if her her wrestling is as good as what Shevchenko's is because Shevchenko's really turned herself into a very good wrestler as far as you know, just her clinch work and her takedowns are good. But 
Santos can fight on the ground. She can definitely fight in the stand-up. She's got power, so yeah. 19 and 1 now. This is the one that I'm looking at saying, I'm not saying she's going to beat Chevchenko, but I think it would be a fight where the odds weren't in that position of, oh, Chevchenko is a, you know, minus 1200, minus 1700, yeah. you know, person. It's one that people and even the odds will look at and say, this is a much closer matchup. Better be careful, buddy. Watch it ends up being like a minus 2000. <laughs> <laughs> no I, I honestly when i saw her dominate wood last night i was thinking to myself this is probably the person that i could see giving shevchenko at least the most buzz around the yep. conversation of that she could give her a run for her money yeah. and i couldn't i couldn't disagree with you more man i couldn't agree with you more i mean <laughs> I couldn't disagree with you. See, you're so no. used to disagreeing with me. Right? I am. <laughs> I am. I am. No, I couldn't agree with you more. When I was watching her performance, and I've seen her performance before, she's fast. She's athletic. She's got power. She's speed. She's got all those things. She puts her combinations together well. She's got the, the little the wrestling, like you said, is not great, but it's there. But the jiu-jitsu is there. The top pressure, just the dominant ground and pound that she had last night was pretty good. You know, she's good all the way around. Now, I think in a fight, maybe two, I could see her making that run. I know she just beat Wood, who's ranked pretty high. But it's like, she's in that mix. Dave, can you oh, pull up the rankings? Now. She's there. Yeah, she's there now because Wood was five. Santos was 10. So Santos and was 10. Guess now what? Wood's five. Yeah, she's right up there. And I mean, if maybe... you're going to look and say, look, Santos is going to jump past, you know, Cavillo easy. Mm -hmm. She should go past I. Andrea Lee may move up into that five, and she might be at six, but she shouldn't be any lower than six. Yeah, I think. But when we're talking about her next opponent, who would you say? I would say either maybe a. I, I want to see her maybe a Jessica Andrade. Oh, see, I, I would say Caitlin. I mean, oh, Chikugian, oh, that's good. Yeah, I think that would be a great matchup because on Got the it. feet, it would be fun to watch because yeah. they're both good on the feet. Yeah, so you have Andrea Lee and I would say Lauren Murphy, and then you've got Chikagian versus Santos. I mean, yeah. those make for good fights right there. I mean, Jessica Andrade is kind of the, in the middle there. Maybe you ever fight Je uh, Jennifer Maya somewhere in there. I don't know. But uh, it may, I think having her pushed up in there with Andrea Lee now making a little bit of a run, I think it makes for a fun, new, new fresh yep. talent to go ahead and fight um, yeah. Shevchenko. Shevchenko, yeah. All right, look, let's get back into the Philly boys. So Sean Brady, <laughs> Michael Chiesa, I want to say this first. Look at his body type, Sean Brady, and look at Eddie Alvarez' body type. They're exactly, oh, yeah. the, exactly same. the same. Yep. I'm thinking to myself, these Philly boys, where they all work out at the same damn gym? Like the way his back, <laughs> the way his back is rounded, his shoulders, yeah. and yeah, it's curved, and the way his chest and his shoulders are, I'm like, Jesus. This kid, man, he reminds me a lot of Eddie Alvarez. What he needs to work on, and I'm not, Sean, I'm giving you a lot of love, man, but let me get the, the negative shit out of the way first. You got to work on your cardio, buddy. And I know the nerves got to you a little bit. You can say yeah. that after. And I love the fact that he admitted that. He's like, oh, this shit don't bother me. It doesn't it doesn't, doesn't affect me at all. It does. It, yes, does. it does. It gets you to you. That, it gets to you. That's why when people talk about the some of the best in the game that have ever have done it and performed at the highest level, the nerves, the nerves is a big factor. It's that learning how to control and, and temper down those nerves that gets you through a five round fight. Now, when I saw you fight last night, because you and I have talked, you know, several times through social media. When I saw you fight last night, 
you have all the tools, the wrestling, the the power, the speed. Your hands look clean and crisp when you are fresh. You know, um, when you got to the top position, very dominant in some positions there. You looked fabulous. But as you got tired, you're going to have to start to learn how to temper it down, slow the pace of the fight down, control the position, exactly. work your way into positions without losing the position. Those are all things that come with experience. In a five-round fight last night, though, I don't know. Maybe you would have got a second win, but you got to get to work on controlling those emotions, controlling the that adrenaline, as well as pushing yourself into that five round. Because guess what? I know it wasn't the win you wanted, and the UFC's probably thinking, ah, I don't know if I want to ruin his undefeated record, you know, putting him in a five round fight because you looked gas in the third. But I don't see anywhere else you can go, buddy. <laughs> like you asked for a main event. I could see it potentially coming now that you asked yeah. for it going five. Be ready. Make sure you go back to the gym and get ready. You're unscathed. Get ready for five rounds. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right in the fact that look, he's in shape. Yeah. Okay. There's no doubt he was in shape. He was in the gym. He's doing all the right things. It's pressure. Pressure mm-hmm. gets to you, man, and it and it wears you out. And he got by the end of that fight, you know, you go into that last forty seconds oh. when Yes, he was able to get back to his feet. He was exhausted. He had nothing left. He gave it all, and that's that point with, okay, now let's think about you got to go to the next round. Yeah, you're going to get a minute break, but it's not going to come back, and you've got to figure out those areas within that fight when it's not only just the fight. It's the pressure of the fight, and you know I'm doing well. This is the guy. He's way ahead of me, and I, you know, he's ranked ahead of me. This is the guy I've been watching, and, I'm doing well with him, and, I, and I'm winning this fight. you got to be able to ha- have those moments. You slow it down, and you grab those couple breaths of air, and you get yourself back, and then you go back to work. This happens all the time. This is what the best fighters can do is take those moments, find where they can slip in that moment to just grab air, calm themselves down a little bit, and then go back to work. You get that, you're going to be able to go into those main event five-round fights. Like he's talented, you know. I think the you know the double eye poke in the beginning it affected oh, him because yeah. you could see that you know look at it's actually swelled up his eye, mm-hmm. so that wasn't good for him. But I thought Kiesa actually in the stand up was looking as good as I've seen him look. John. Let's be honest, he was he was using range beautifully. He was using that length. He was doing a lot of good footwork. I really liked what I saw out of Michael, but it was the difference of. And this is the difference. It wasn't so much that Brady's a better better wrestler. He's not. I think Michael Kies is the better wrestler. Brady was just that strong. Mm-hmm. But that strength in using it at times, because there was a couple times he just squeezed and muscled him down where you can do that. You can step on that gas to get that takedown. But now you got to find that place like you were talking about. you got to find that place to get that break, catch the air, to get it back because you're, you're carrying a lot of muscle. You, you are a, a thick individual. And so you got to figure out where it is that I, I can slow this down in this position. But Kiesa was do, doing really good work at getting back to his feet. So that was making Brady just continue to work hard throughout it. But I thought, you know, I've always been in that position. I always worry about Kiesa on his feet. I'm not going to ever worry about him. I th- he looked really good. You know, I, I thought that he just... He got out muscled in the fight. He he was John. in against a guy that physically was just stronger than him, was able to put him in positions that he had to work himself out of, and he couldn't mount an offense off of it. 
And, you know, hats off to, to Sean Brady for that. You know, and look at there's technique is one thing, and sometimes just pure raw dog strength is another, and he has it, and you can use it. You just got to use it judiciously because it will exhaust you. Well, here's the thing, John. On our last show, I sat in this chair, and I told you exactly what I thought of Kiesa stand-up. Believe. That's all he's got to do yeah. is believe and throw it. That's yeah. the problem. You like, did. His you, talked about is, him, you talked about him against Magny. Exactly. I'm like, he got so pressured in moving around. Like, and he, was running, he got tired running around. Throw your sit, sit down on your feet and throw your combinations and then move. Then move. You're, you're moving in, punching at the same time so nothing lands hard. When you probably could get people out of there or at least get them a little wobbled and then get the easy takedown and dominate from the position. He's just got to believe in his stand-up. When I saw him standing in front of Sean Brady, I was like, good God, you look like you're an 85-pounder. Like, he's enormous. He used I mean, to be Sean, 155. Come on. <laughs> I know, but he's he's what, 6'1"? He's oh, a big he's, guy. He's like he probably 6'1", six, 6'2". Six, and I want to say this, too. What's his name? Uh, DC, my boy. Hey, you were one word away from saying what I say on this show. So I know you listen. Tall, long, and lanky, my friend. Go ahead. Say it again. <laughs> say it again. Okay? You say, you kept saying tall and long, and I could hear you wanting to say lanky. You just didn't want to give me the credit and the love for my words. I understand. I get it, DC. I get it. Um, But, yeah, he, he is tall, long, and lanky, man. He, the way he fights, he was sticking out long. His combinations were good. He just got to sit down on them and believe in them and then move out of the way after that. Or run or, or, you know, get in closer to the clinch after you land. He's just got to believe in his stand-up. That's all I want to say. Otherwise, he's got to, you know, in that fight, he could have just turned the gas tank on a little bit sooner, a little bit faster. And I think Sean would have been a lot, might have been in a lot more trouble. Because remember, that fight might've ended been. with him and Mount. That fight ended oh, with yeah. Kiesa and Mount and, and Sean turning sideways. So that's what scared oh, yeah. me right there. Oh, if yeah, that would have been a five-round fight, could have been a different story. And this is so, what when you when, when you get tired, we talk about all the time, man. Look at being fatigued. Hmm. It makes everyone get to that position. That I got no more. Yeah. yeah, mentally the hardest thing to break yourself through. You can't give up. And and I'm not saying Sean gave up. He was fighting, but Kiesa was in a dominant position. Mm -hmm. And if that fight you know had more time, it might have ended. Might have been mm -hmm. a different story. So you know, I think Kiesa needs to look at it. There was some really good things that he did in that fight. Like you said, if you sit down just a little bit more, you'll get more respect out of your opponent by just hitting them just a little bit cleaner, a little bit harder. He's not going to want to come in the same way. And for, uh, for Brady, just got to learn how to just, you're the one controlling the pace in that you've got to figure out where to grab those little times of rest. Yeah. I mean, when you do, when you, he does learn how to grab those times of rest, stop, stop using so much strength in some of those positions. The moments yep. that you hit the ground, that's when your body needs to relax. Give it a second to rest, okay, to recover. Get the breath. Don't, don't be so tense. You know, put yourself in a position where you can just relax for a sec, you know. And so I think that's just going to come with more time. Look, he's 12. What is he, 13 now and 0? No, 15 and 0. Oh, he was 14 and 0 before. He was correct? 14 and 0. Uh, was 12, I thought he was 12. He's moving up into that stratosphere level, man. He's getting yeah, up there where it's people are going to be okay. What's the ranking? So that bumped him up to number six probably after this week. I don't, I don't so. know if he's going to. I don't know if he's going to jump everybody, but yeah, not in that performance. I mean, I could see him being up there, right there, by Neil Magny and Masvidal, but I don't think he's going to get to six. I could see him somewhere being no. in that. I he, he, him he, in he, I, th eight, I think nine. he'll crack the top ten. 
You don't think he'll be? You don't think he'll be up there? Up Bilal Muhammad? You think Bilal will be no. ahead of him? I think Bilal will still be ahead of him. I think Chemaev uh, will still be ahead of him. Uh, Masvidal will move up. You know, into the sixth spot. I think. Got it. Uh, Magni will fucking probably move up there in Bilal, and then I think he'll be right underneath. I think he'll be ten. You think he's only gonna go down a couple, four? Who? Kiesa? No, Sean Brady. No, I think no, he's gonna I'm, go I'm up. I'm talking about Sean going where to where. I think he'll be ten. You think Sean's gonna move gonna up go to four 10? spots? Four yeah, spots. You, That's pretty good. Jeez, I mean, he just beat number six. You're gonna. You're not I know, him any but love, okay, huh? but you're, not giving, he's the, got, you're not giving our boy any love. I get it. I'm giving him a lot of love, but there's a <laughs> lot of talent in front of him that there is. You're just not gonna. You're just not gonna jump it. Yeah, the guy he needs to stay away from is Neil Magny. I'm just being honest. <laughs> Neil Magny is the guy that never gets tired. He'll he put that pace on you. Yeah, put the pace on you. He's frustrating as fuck to fight. He's like he's he reminds me of Stephen Thompson pretty much. You know, Stephen's got just crazier styles, sidekicks, all that other stuff. Neil Magny's just come forward, walk you down, throw shots, and nothing maybe really hurts you, but the and long super push kick. very similar to Kiesa, very long. Yeah. Yeah, he's got, got to stay brain, away from those because so. Sean doesn't seem like he's a very tall guy. I mean, I don't know how tall no, he is, not. but he doesn't seem like it. He, I, I almost look at him and go, man, you could probably fight at 55 if you cut a leg off. <laughs> <laughs> if you cut a leg off, 15 pounds, he ain't. Jeez. Nope. Nope. Man. 170. Stay where you're at, Sean. You're nah, fine. Man, you're, don't, you're young, don't, bro. Cut don't listen you're to young. Josh and think about going down. Stupid You're move. young. Cut the weight. Young. You're young. <laughs> cut the weight. I'm kidding, bro. I'm kidding. Sean, stay where you're at, man. You're doing great. Good job. Congratulations on the big win. Um, yeah, big next one. Let's get into the main event, man. Misha Tate. Let's hear you, man. Misha you're, you're, Tate. Uh, I know. I know. Your girl, Misha. Well, we want to quickly talk about one of our favorite products out there, a sponsor of ours, Fume. They are fantastic. This is a fun way if you are a smoker, if you are a vapor, a actual fun and clean way of you to stop those disgusting habits of that smoke and that vape. It's bad for you. We're trying to make you healthy, and so is Fume. So what you want to do is get the Fume package. They have a holiday box. Santa was not that good for me right now because I know that Fume has sent me the holiday package, and Santa has not delivered it at this moment. So I would show it to you. But overall, they are a company that is out there putting out clean and healthy products for you to stop the smoking, stop the vaping, okay? I want you to think about the awkwardness that comes with smoking, okay? It's not fun for everyone around you. It's not enjoyable. And this can be something that is clean. You can do it anywhere. You can do it on a plane. You can do it around your family. You can do it around your friends. doesn't matter. It comes with the new olive wood fume prominent. That is the piece of equipment. It's a wood prominent, finely crafted, and honed to where it is very small but functional with the fume cores that you're going to put in it, which are essential oils that give you that feeling of that hand-to-mouth action back and forth of the smoking. But now it is healthy for you. Also with this, you will get the holiday package getting Snickerdoodle. They've got a Snickerdoodle essential oil. And you put that in the prominent, also candy cane, which is kind of peppermint, which is one of my favorites, eggnog cookies. I don't, I've never tried an eggnog cookie. I love eggnog and I love cookies. And you can tell because that's the way you get this big. But eggnog cookies, another flavor, and spiced orange. All you have to do is go to breathe fume. 
Make sure you do not put an E on the end of that. www.breathefume slash weighing in. Go to that and use the weighing in promo code to get 10% off of the holiday pack. If you go to that, you can pick out these flavors. You can get a, a present for somebody that you're actually doing them a favor. You're doing them a healthy thing in trying to get them off of something that's bad and onto something that's good. There is a limited supply. Each box has a number. They are numbered from 1 to 1,500. Make sure that you get one of those packages for someone you love. It is a great gift. They're going to love you for it. They're going to be a whole lot healthier. I, I want to say this about her. You know, and, and I talked about uh, you know, her when she left, you could see that Misha didn't want to be in there anymore. Yeah. And that that's the real difference that I see. I see the, I see some other changes and man she cardiovascular you know she sat down on the stool in the fourth round and she wasn't breathing mm-hmm. she was in shape she had no problems as far as you know her conditioning and stuff and the other part is you know at one at one point in Misha's career she was she was a dog she would she wouldn't back down from anyone she was in the fight she would be getting lit up at times and it would be like she didn't have any back down and she doesn't have any back down now. She was in that fight. She ate that right hand. God knows how many times. And that's why her, you know, her eye eventually, you know, started to close. But there was no give up in her. She never, you know, she wasn't taking backward steps really. She was always trying to go after Vera and trying to figure out a way to win that fight. It just wasn't there based upon in my opinion, she's still just not that fast. Yeah. And the speed factor is causing her a problem. Well, I looked at a couple of things. <clears throat> she, I thought she looked, she looks faster than when she left the sport. That's one. I agree with so that. The trimming down. I agree what with She's that. done. She's got rid of, you know, that excess body. I don't want to call it fat, but like it's, she, she's faster. Her fluidity is good. The, her movement is good. Like you said, she is, she's physically in really good shape and she looks it. She looks phenomenal. The thing is that I saw is that when I looked at her and Vieira face to face, Vieira's way freaking bigger, way bigger. <clears throat> and so that was that long jab was or no long jab. The long right hand was a factor. Oh yeah. Every time uh, Misha tried Could've to get missed. in, she couldn't. She couldn't. She couldn't reach her. So when she did reach her, she stayed in the pocket too long. That was my concern when you and I were talking last night through text. I'm like, she lands a clean, hard shot, and she stands right there in front, and she got hit. So she got hit with the harder shot at the very end to end the exchange. So even when even when I'm like, oh, she won that exchange, she landed two hard shots, it didn't look like it to the judges because she's the one that got hit last. So there's a lot of there was a lot of things that she needs to fix in terms of her stand-up. She, her stand-up is a lot better than when she left also, though, by the way. She's yeah. gotten better on the feet. She, yeah. um, you know, I, she seems I, I more don't know comfortable how, there. yeah, I don't know how I feel about the wide stance and the, the arms out wide. That's a lot, but what she needs to start doing, I think, and I really believe this is she needs to start utilizing that, that Sam Calavitas cardio to her advantage. When you have a young fighter like Vieira, who she's very talented, she needs to push that pace so yes. hard that it breaks them. What I think she needs to do, John, Misha Tate, she needs to use that Sam Calavitas type conditioning and cardio and take a look at Aaron Pico. The way he fought Justin Gonzalez is how she needs to fight these young, talented females that are coming up. Because Vieira, you could tell from the get-go, was like, I'm in the cage with Misha Tate. Oh, my goodness. Yes. You could tell. You could see it. She was afraid to throw. She was afraid if this fight hit the ground that it would be over. 
because she looked, I'm sure she watched that Holly home fight and how Holly was having her moments, was sticking and moving. And Misha, when she finally did get her down, dominated every time she got her down. Misha's wrestling needs to get on track. So that's one. She needs to utilize and she needs to utilize her, her conditioning from Sam Calavita and she needs to push it in terms of how Aaron Pico pushes it in his fights. Mix it up. Her wrestling last night should have been all ag- super aggressive behind those punches. Her newfound striking, I think it's extremely good. She just was long. She wasn't as long. She's not a longer fighter like can't Vera was. One, she, yeah. she can't be in that. She can't fix that. She's got to move her head offline. And after she landed, she needs to get out of the way. She needs to step off. She would bring her head right back to the center point. She oh. was there to be hit every single time. I know. I mean, but look, these are all little tweaks that she can make because she's got the experience. She's got a great camp. She's got a you know a great group of people that she works with. And I'm telling you right now, she can make another run. I think she just got to get a little bit more time in the cage. She's got to get a little bit. John, I just saw you flinch going, I don't know if she can. I say she can. You say okay. she can't. But we can agree to disagree in that situation. I like where she's at in her mind. Like you said, she wants to be in there. And that that honestly... You look at people like, we're going to talk about Al later, Al Quinta, but you look at fighters like that who are just, they're mentally checked out. Like you said, she was when she left the sport before. She She is mentally checked in right now. And so when someone's mentally checked in, the sky can be the limit. She can do all the things that she wants to do. She can make another run. That's why I believe if she was the one before, I don't think she could. She's mentally in this to win it. Okay. And and I'm just going to ask you this, and this is why I say, can she compete with you know the the people you know near the top of the bantamweight division in the UFC? Yes, she can. Mm-hmm. Can she compete with Amanda Nunez? No, she cannot. She doesn't have the speed no. to compete with Amanda. And this is the difference: Caitlin Vieira in that fight gave her way too much respect, and it was yeah. oh my god, I'm in here with Misha Tate. Oh my god, I watched her become champion. Oh my god. She's that person that I want to I want to be. I want to achieve what she's achieved. All of those things. Andre Pedaneris was in the corner of Caitlin Vieira, and he was saying all the right things. Because you, know, you and I were texting. I said, was she, all she's got to do is step forward. Keep pushing her back. Do not take a backward step. If you are Caitlin Vieira in that position, you're making Misha fight at a, in, in a position she's going to have a hard time fighting. If you're going backwards and you're allowing Misha to control the actual pace and location of the fight, you're hitting her, but you're not responding off of those. And you're not giving that second and third that can happen based upon your waiting. She kept waiting and waiting and waiting. And her, her coach is telling her, I need you to go forward. He was so right. And it was, in my opinion, all based upon I have so much respect and I'm kind of in awe as I'm in here in the cage with someone that I have watched for a long time and I have a lot of respect for, and I don't want to make the mistake. And so in having that fear of making the mistake, you're not performing to the level that you could actually perform. And that was, if I was going to you know say anything bad about Caitlin, that would be it. Look, all the respect and everything has to step outside. Once the door of that cage closes, it's, it's over. She's just another person. She's just like you. And you have got to fight that game plan that obviously her coach had put together and they had practiced because he's saying, I have to have you go forward. And she just wouldn't do it. She would, she would hold ground at times, but she really wouldn't 
press forward and create that pressure that would have put her in better positions to do more damage and possibly, you know, even get Misha out of there. Misha in her wrestling, if there's, you're talking about her striking and and I'm seeing in her striking that it's gotten better, but her wrestling has gotten worse. Yeah, that's true. And that's, and that happens and it's not, you know, it's not that it's not there. It's she's not practicing it as much. She's not working on it. And when you're not working on it and going through those things the same at that same amount and that same level, they tend to drop off. And so when you're in the cage and now you need it, you don't change levels the same way. You don't drive in the same way. You just don't have that same attack that you had before that was always there in your back pocket for you to use. She's got to get back to you and practice the wrestling too. practice those level changes practice you know she used to chain her techniques together pretty damn well they weren't there because yeah. she could have gotten in my opinion she's the she was the better wrestler she could have gotten vera down she just kept going back to i'm i'm feeling okay in the stand-up i'm feeling comfortable here mm-hmm. i think i can do and she needs to go what is her bread and butter if you know it's available to her you know but yeah she, I, I, I give I, her credit she she does she yeah. does she looks way better now than you know than she did in her last couple fights, and you know she looks as, she looks every bit as good as she looked when she won the title against Holly, and so that's a pretty high goddamn level. Yeah, I agree. I think that she the wrestling is is definitely something that it is it, it tailed is a factor. off it plays a factor. Yeah, it's yeah. tailed off. But you hear it all the time from wrestlers when you get older. That shit's hard. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not trying. People are like, oh, yeah. DC didn't wrestle against Stipe. DC's 40 years old, man. It ain't easy anymore. Okay, we ain't 22 and 25 and 28 years old anymore trying to wrestle everybody. Um, but what what I was getting well with, with her in terms of her wrestling is that she kept shooting the double leg. Kept trying to go to the body lock. The double from leg wasn't there. Trying to go to the body. That from way too far. And a lot of that comes from her new, her new uh, stand-up stance. It's hard to have that stance and shoot a double leg. You're you're not Henry Cejudo, okay? <laughs> That's not going to happen. You know what I mean? So you need to you need to figure out the happy medium how you're going to set up. Have a couple ways on how you set up your your striking to your stance to your takedowns based off of the way your stance is. I liked a lot of what she was doing, like you said in the stand up. She'd throw the right hand, she'd roll underneath, but instead of rolling out and stepping out to the side, she'd bring her head right back to the center line and then. Vieira would just throw the straight right, and boom, it was there. It landed every time. So those are just little tiny things, though, that I know she can fix. Um, but it's the wrestling aspect that really had me concerned last night because there was never a, like a, a a sense of a force that she needed to get it done. I'm like, you're losing the stand up. You're not losing it by a lot, but you're getting hit with the harder, cleaner shots. And that was the frustrating part because she wasn't getting hit. She wasn't getting outworked. She just kept getting hit with the harder, cleaner shot. Yep. And it was just there because she, the way her technique was, she kept rolling her head right back to the center and rolling her head right back to the center. She always came back to neutral. And when she didn't, she was able to miss it. But, yeah, I think once uh, once the wrestling wasn't a factor, she wasn't chaining it together like she normally did from back in the day, that would be the one thing that I, I would take away from that, as well as not weaponizing her conditioning and her cardio right from yeah. the get-go. She fought that first round, a very slow round, a very – no, you got to get girls. You got to get those from females down. You got to get them down fast, right from the beginning. Push and grind on, Misha. They they got too much respect for you, man. 
They're and not too much. I mean, it's well deserved. Yeah. But that's the way they're gonna fight you. They're gonna fight you. I can get a win. If I can get a win over Misha, you know, then that puts me in that I got a win over her on that conversation of oh, I beat her, and that that's gonna be the the topic in the conversation every time I go to a UFC event now. Yeah, you can't let that happen. You got to use, you got to weaponize that that conditioning, that cardio, push them to the brink that we know you can. Because she's a dog. Misha Tate's a dog. We know that. Oh. We saw with the Holly Holm fight. We've seen it in some other fights. We've seen it with all of her fights, all of her Ronda fights. She's a dog. She's someone that will keep coming and keep coming. So use that conditioning, that cardio and as she's a got, weapon, and just she's start got the right them. idea. Her 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 head movement as far as the rolls and, and her vertical yeah. up and down was it was great. She was she would roll out. She would switch. But you can't come back to that center. You've got to keep yeah. it out to this side. Now switch it back, and it's just yeah. it's just part of getting it down. But you know she's 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 moving in the right direction with her yeah. stand up as far as it's more effective. Her stand up is Calm definitely more there. effective. Calm down over there, hitting your mic and stuff, kid. Calm down. <laughs> but uh, all right, well, hey, that 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 sums up our breakdown for the UFC Fight Night event uh, with Misha Tate and Ketlin Vieira, as well as Sean Brady. Man, great job, great win, Michael Chiesa. Believe in your stand up, my friend. Good stuff, uh, Talia Santos. I think is how you say her name, but Santos, you looked absolutely just dog, man. You just looked absolutely amazing. So good luck in uh, your next couple of fights. And uh, Giannis, nice work, young man. Nice work. Let's work on those kicks and let's put it all together. Start chaining it together. And put a little bit more emphasis on possibly landing the harder, cleaner shots uh, to get them out of there, or at least rock them, do those uh, type of things. The rest of the card, you guys get back to work, man. Back to grind. So, all right, let's get into some news there. Uh, actually, let's talk about the uh, Sean Porter fight. I was at the uh, Sharks hockey game. John watched this fight, but I did see a little bit of the highlights, the snippets that we had watched this morning before we started filming. But Terrence Crawford is a is just someone. He's on the best pound for pound boxer out there. You think so? Yeah. Well, you think so? Clean as far as the way he fights. I, I, you know, you got you got Canelo out there, and he's phenomenal. But no one's beaten Crawford, and no one really has gotten that close. It's the you know the real the real fight if you're looking at it. And, and I love Sean Porter, and Sean Porter is a guy, man. He comes to fight every time I watch him. Every time he steps in there with someone, that everyone goes, "Oh, that guy's gonna kill Porter." No. For the most part, Porter's in that fight, man. He is, he's a goddamn fucking stud. But mm. Crawford is so slick, dude. His counter strikes are so clean. He sets guys up. You know, in this fight, Porter's dad ended up stopping the fight. Could he have gone on? Yeah, he could have gone on, but it's the right thing to do. That's his son. I know his son probably wasn't happy that his dad stopped the fight, but he's, he's making his money. That's what he's in there here to do, and he's not in there to get all of a sudden, you know, he, he gave some good rounds. He actually won some rounds. You know, I thought he won the first round. I want to say he won the fifth round. Uh, he may have won three of, three of the rounds by, you know, the tenth. So he was in the fight, but Crawford was starting to walk away with it. He was starting to just land the cleaner shots, and the counter strikes were really, it got to the point in the ninth round, Porter couldn't find him. Crawford had figured out everything that Porter was doing and he just wasn't getting touched and he was touching Porter and then in the 10th round put him down you know comes back into him puts him down again and, and his dad's stopping the fight you look and you go hey totally understandable I, I believe it the one thing that I thought was the funniest thing off of it in the ring afterwards doing the interviews well I think Bob Aaron might have just lost his fighter because Crawford says he's going to be going somewhere else he said it with Bob Arab standing right next to it, to him, so it's like, 
Well, I bet that felt good, but <laughs> so wow. we'll see what happens here. But Crawford is, he's so, the, if you're going to say who's the best pound for pound fighters in the world, it's Crawford, it's Canelo, and everyone else is. Tyson Fury. Is behind. Eh, I love Tyson Fury, and you're right. He, he's, he's up there. He's right. He's oh, yeah, no doubt about it. But skill-wise and stuffing, I know Tyson Fury is fantastic. You're right. I love watching him, and, and his boxing skills are unbelievable for a big man. For such a big guy? Come yeah, on, man. unbelievable. But Crawford, God, he's slick, dude. He's so he's, slick. He's, technically, he's the best fighter I think there is. Him and Lomachenko are like probably the most technical two fighters out there. You know, I would get, obviously, Terrence is... is uh, He's got the win streak. He's got everything else going. He's just, he's technically sound. The speed, the precision, he's very accurate with everything. He's a stud, man. Absolute stud. He's What has been his holdup, though? He hasn't been active. It must be the Bob Arum thing. The Bob Arum thing. It must be. The whole thing with the promoter. Yeah. Gosh, man, I hope we never become boxing. That's the hardest part. <laughs> That's the hardest part. <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, the Ollie Act. Yeah, if you make the Ollie Act, we're going to turn it into boxing. You know, it's just like, ah, what do you do? You got to find a way to make everyone happy. And it's there's just, no perfect it's in too this hard. world, and there's, baby. There's, there's no perfect, yeah. All right, well, hey, let's get into some news, buddy. Let's go. What do you got let's for us? Go. podcast, Dave. All right. Um, first piece of news comes, by the way, of the UFC lightweight division, um, which not only is on fire, but the drama is on <laughs> fire, too, because Justin Gaethje has come out and said... Um, he suggests that Islam needs to do his effing job and fight Manil Dariush. So let's get your reaction to that. Oh, man. All right, guys, go to mybookie.ag. Like I said, mybookie.ag. Use that promo code WAYNEIN. And when you guys use that QR code right there, they're going to give you a little bit of extra spending cash for your first time when you sign up. So make sure you guys go to mybookie.ag. Use the promo code WAYNEIN. Now, all the sports are developing right now. I was at a hockey game last night. I put a little bit of money down on that. Came out a little bit on top. I bet on the Capitals against my San Jose Sharks. Came out on top. I know. I know. I'm one of those guys. So, bet against the hometown team. I understand. But, hey, money was uh, was on the table, and I had to make sure that I got the win. Caps came out on top. Now, football's coming up. My Chiefs are playing Dallas this weekend. I'm going to stay away from that, by the way. That's uh, one of those games I'm a little nervous about. But a little extra spending cash at mybookie.ag. Use the promo code WAYNEIN. They're going to give you some extra money with that QR code right there. And you guys just enjoy the sports season that is available right now. Plenty of things to, to bet on. Now, with the MMA stuff coming up in December, big time pay-per-view card for the UFC. Bellator's last card, December 3rd, is an absolute barn burner of a fight. Plenty of fights on that card for you guys to put some money down on. So let's have some fun. John and I will be doing um, our special segment of weighing in on the odds. And you guys can get your information from us. So I had to make a little bit more money at mybookie.ag. Use that promo code weighing in. All right. Here, hold on. John. Hold on. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to start it off. Justin uh, Gaethje. Good call. Way to go, dude. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Put him in the corner. Try to back him in, oh, man. Oh, man. That was nice. You, you know backed him in the corner. Now let's see what he does. You know what's funny, John? What's that? All three of those guys are managed by Ali. Yeah, I know. <laughs> They're all talking shit to each other. Yeah. They're all man. I wonder how the next. <clears throat> I wonder how the next dominance meeting is going to go. Uh, they all what I want. What I want to know is because I'm not going to. All right, it's it's been known that Ali has had the control of certain people's social media. No, no. Okay. <laughs> so it's like, how's this going to go down? Because he can't respond in some things. 
You know, you look and you go, ooh, this could be unique. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, look, if it's if Gaethje's going to get the fight against the title, the winner of the Dustin Poirier and Charles Oliveira fight, hey, no one's going to bat an eye. No, no one's going to be like, oh, it should have been Islam. I'm not going to tune in. It is what it is. Um, it, okay, if, Neil, you're, if you're Islam, <clears throat> this is what you need to do, in my opinion. Because, look, Gaethje is in that position. Gaethje's got the higher ranking. He's in the driver's mm-hmm. seat. Right? Is that yeah, not true? Yeah, I, can see, yeah I, I see that, yeah. Okay, so Gaethje's sitting in the driver's seat. All right, you've got, right now you got the power. I'm going to give it to you. You got the power on that. So I'm going to play it a little bit different. Yep. I, I'm, you know, Khabib is saying that I should get the next title fight. All that's great. You know what? I don't want the next title fight. I want you. And so mm-hmm. you're my target now. I mm-hmm. want Justin Gaethje. And so yep. if you go and you win the title, you know what? I'm sitting here and I'm waiting for you because I am going to be the guy that takes that title from you. And if you don't win it, then just go behind and sit in the back row because you're not worth my time now. That's what yeah. you say. Yeah. Uh, Islam walks through Benil, and I like Benil a lot. I like him. He just make he leaves himself too open. He makes mistakes. If he loses a takedown or two, it's going to be a hard night for him. It's going to be a real hard night for him because he le- he overextends himself on striking. He leaves himself out of position. Yeah. Now, don't be wrong. He's flashy. He can do a lot of good things. You know what I mean? Oh, he's, he's dog dirty tough, man. He's just he is. He's extremely dog dirty. He's good on the ground. He's got good stand. Very good. He's possessed. He's he's long. He's got he uses that length to his advantage. He's got good cardio. But Islam is on another level when it comes to just the the control, the positioning, the the technique of it all. He doesn't leave himself really open for a whole lot of damage to be taken. So he's a very he reminds me a lot. Like I said a lot of Khabib in terms of the control factor as well as. Khabib would leave his head out there and his hands down, whereas Islam, he stays a little bit more tighter with his defense. But I, I agree with you, John, and the way he approaches this is, say, hey, Justin Gaethje, you're next. Yep. They're fighting now. You and I need to fight now between the between now and then, okay? You're not just going to be gifted another title shot. You know, and I get, I get his fight was, with Chandler was great. It was a great fight. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. Good performance by him. But like, I agree with you. If Islam was smart, it's like, you know what? I don't. I don't want the title. I, I don't want Benil Dariush. I want you. You're you're the one in my way. You're the one talking all this trash. Let's there go. You go. Let's go highlight. Let's go highlight. Let's there see you if go. you can be a highlight. I'm gonna put you on my highlight reel. That's what I'm gonna do. I mean that makes for a, that makes for a lot of fun. If the UFC was, I mean, now you've got Benil still there. Who else is there? You've got who else is in that top uh, five? Well, you got the champ. You got Dustin Chandler. Poirier. So you got Chandler, <laughs> Islam, Dariush, Justin Gaethje, and Dustin Poirier. I mean, you could put Benel against the loser of Oliveira and Dustin Poirier to see who fights after the winner, you know, of Islam and, and Justin Gaethje ends up fighting for the title. Well, I mean, I mean the, you got to get that. If you're the UFC, you can try to put together the Makachev versus Dariush fight. You know, try to put it together, and if you can put it together, that's great because you're going to have the Poirier versus Oliveira, and then you, you know, if you want to put Justin Gaethje, but if I was Islam. That's the guy I'm going to start to go after. Oh, you want to talk shit about you deserve? No. Mm-hmm. In fact, I don't even care about the title. I want you. Yeah. I'm going to prove that you don't deserve that title shot. That's what. That's yeah. the way you go about it. That's smart. That's smart. But I think on a management point of view from all these. Like, <laughs> well, that's yeah. different. Let's not bring yeah, in. Nah. Oh, they're both managed. With you. 
No, no, no. He's like, he's like, nah, fuck that. One of them is gonna get have to get paid. So what? I can get paid. <laughs> That's how this works. That's how that works. One of them's got to fight for the title next. He's got three right now on that title. He's got, oh he's my God, got yeah. Justin Gaethje. He's got Benio and he's got he's got Islam all in the top. They go two, three, four. Yep. I ain't mad at you, man. I ain't mad at you. And the only reason, reason he doesn't way. have the championship is because his guy retired. Yeah, that's that's nuts, isn't it? <laughs> isn't that crazy? I wonder who else he has on that list down below. Uh, no, I don't think he has any of those guys. No, anything below those guys. You don't need them. When you got the top three, you don't need them. <laughs> Jeez. All right, what's next? Next story um, is more on the lighter side of things. Um, <laughs> DC had come out on his new ESPN show and basically listed top MMA boxers of all time. Um, right, so of all time. Uh, um, he lists his top five as uh, James Tony, Max Holloway, Peter Yan, Conor McGregor and Junior DeSantos. Um, the ESPN published this on Instagram, and uh, you know, a bunch of fighters. And DC respond. got ripped. Uh, notably, Nate Diaz and Dos Anjos. Um, uh, Dos Anjos said, "I'm surprised DC didn't put Khabib and Islam on his list." And then Nate Diaz <laughs> says, "What you know about boxing, DC? I'm shitting on this list." <laughs> oh okay man. okay dc made a play he God. made a play because he was basically going with you know what ryan clark doesn't even know that james tony doesn't even know that he he was in the ufc now he could have said something DC, about dc didn't even know james tony was in the ufc he probably had to call somebody somebody to tell him you remember james tony fought in the ufc randy, he fought randy but you look at it, and so I think DC was in that, oh, I'm going to be able to sneak in James because he's a great boxer, and he was, let's just be honest. Mm. But he wasn't a, he wasn't an MMA fighter. And so when it says top MMA boxers of all time, you can't put James Tony even on the list because he had one MMA fight, and it was, he threw zero punch, <laughs> basically. So, DC, you tried to out-sneak him, and it didn't work for you because it was... <laughs> Bad call at number one. The number one of Ryan Clark, that one is understandable. Anderson Silva as the best boxer, okay, I'll go with that. That's a good one. Or you can say Max Holloway. You can you know, that's that's fine too. But your number one just crushed all of your list. It made you look bad <laughs> because you tried to sneak it in like you were being tricky. Nope, yeah, yeah, you untricked it. You tricked yourself, man. I, I hate to tell you, Ryan Clark wins this battle. <laughs> Look, you guys, if you guys haven't hung around or been around DC long enough, he did this shit so he can get guys like Dos Anjos and Nate Diaz to comment on it and stir up the more shit. This is what he does, okay? Like, people call me the punk because I would pick fights with DC and I'd pick fights with, say, Kane, and I'd eventually, like pick fights with both of them and then get them to interact and then I would leave and have them fight it out with each other. DC is someone that will take it all because he's just so over the top. He just doesn't give a crap. He likes to stir the pop in any way he can. He's having fun with this, you guys. He knows that James Tony was probably just the big name boxer in terms of boxing. But MMA boxing, he did it strictly to get guys like Nate, guys like Dos Anjos, guys like Eric uh, Eric Anders, and those type of guys to comment on this on this his Instagram or whatever this thing is. Okay, so that's all he did it for. 
He did it for the shock and all. And guess what? We are here right now talking about it because he put together this dismal number one spot of James Tony. Overall, like he doesn't even have he doesn't even have Anderson Silva on there. No, you know, but I do agree. I do agree with him though. Max Holloway being number one, I'd do Peter Yan number two. If James wasn't in there, I'd be. If James Tony wasn't in there, I'd be Max number one, Peter Yan number two, Anderson Silva number three for me. Then I, I would mix up whoever else in that. I honestly would probably have Nate in there over the Connor situation, only because Nate, in, in terms of boxing and long and long durations of it, he's the better guy. Connor's good for the first round and a half. Yeah. After that, he's not the same boxer anymore. Boxing is about longevity in terms of being not just a longevity, but being able to go the distance and have the same type of style and crisp, clean technique. Nick Diaz never really had a clean, crisp technique, but he's always he's got the output. He's, he's, he's got, got his he's own got technique. That boxing, he's got his yeah, own. He's technique. got that boxing style. It goes soft, 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 pitter patter, pitter patter, hard, hard. When he hits you and lands something clean. So then, how are you going to how hard. are you going to put Nate in front of Nick? Yeah, that might be true, but Nick's, I guess, I guess current. Are we saying it was current fighters? They're, they're both current. Yeah, is Nick really current though? So it's all time. So wouldn't you? <laughs> oh, is, wouldn't it, you all, be is it all time? Is it all? He says it's all time. Of all time. And I'm gonna tell you, I, 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 I think Nick's I'd boxing put, is better I'd than put, Nate's. Yeah, I'd put Nick ahead of him. Yeah, I put Nick ahead of him. Yeah, mm. but then you know, and then you get into that junior thing. I mean, is he really a good boxer? Or is it really just because he possessed a lot of power? Yeah. Yeah, I mean he's good. Don't get me wrong; I thought no, he was always no. good. But I mean, look, I don't want to get in past. Like once you get past like Max, Peter, and Anderson, the rest of it's all mute. It's a moot point. I don't even care. <laughs> like whatever. Uh, you, you, Those, you're getting close to. You can start putting guys like Yana's on there. His boxing's clean. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, you can't put That's him there true. yet. But look, you can't look. put him there yet. No, but I mean, you I'm know, just I would, joking. I would put, but I'd put Mazet all in there. Yeah, but there's guys in there that you can look at. Yeah, pretty damn clean. Yeah. Who was the guy that remember? I can't remember his name. Remember the guy that fought uh, UFC one with the glove on? Yeah, Art Jimerson. Yeah, you are Jimerson. How good was he? I never really followed at, up on anything. As a boxer, yeah. You know, and this is at the time that he fought that fight. He was he only had a couple of losses. He was and he he became a. I'm trying to remember what champion he was. I cannot remember. I, I can be wrong. So I'm not going to say, but he he was a you know he had won a world title, but from that point G- that, it's Jimmers right Jimerson J I J I M M E R S O N Art Jimerson. There you go. So he uh, but from that point that he fought that fight against uh, Hoist, things fell apart for him. Everything fell apart, and you know he oh, was really? never the same, and it did not help him. And the fact that you're pulling up his one one fight and pulling him up on SureDog, go to BoxRec if you're going to pull him up. Okay. Go to BoxRec.com and pull up Art Jimerson, and that'll give you his boxing career. How um, how dumb do you think he feels that he wore a glove? Like you that's know, like that's got to that's got to okay. kill him inside that he decided to wear one glove on his hand. I wrecked that fight, dude. That was me. What I totally what happened? wrecked that fight. Oh. <laughs> Here it All comes. Right, now you got to tell us. You can't just say something, something like that. You got to tell me exactly what you're talking about. My God. All right. You know, I went to uh, Denver um, probably a week before the show. I think it was. Yeah, we were there a week before because uh, I was working working out with Hoist and sparring with Hoist, mm-hmm. and and he was he went two weeks, and I couldn't take that kind of time off, and so I went 
a week before because he wanted to acclimate himself to the uh the altitude and stuff so mm-hmm. and we were working out in this gym i can't even remember the fucking name of it but i came back and my wife was actually working for the first ufc as the travel coordinator and she was in in uh she was the coordinator of the party they're having this party afterwards and stuff so she I had saw this, the dance photos yeah <laughs> so she, so she had this table set up in the in the lobby of the hotel, and so I got done working out with Hoist, and I came, and I'm, I'm standing there, and I'm talking to her, and Art Jimerson, uh, Ernest Hart, who was his trainer at the time for for MMA because it wasn't his boxing trainer. Ernest Hart was a, a martial artist, and Art Jimerson's wife, who later became a judge for MMA because she got all involved in MMA, but she... Uh, He's, he comes up and there's the three of them and they start, you know, kind of talking and my wife is, you know, answering their questions. And then he looks at me and he goes, he goes, you're with my opponent. And I go, yeah, yeah. And he goes, and he starts, you know, moving his hands and, and flashing a jab and flicking. It. He says, well, yeah, how's he going to stop that? Right. And, <laughs> and I go, oh, geez. Said, well, it was, it was funny because I said, well, I said, I got, I got a question for you. I said, I said, that's a great jab. I'm not saying it's not. I said, but how many times in a round of boxing do you think you get into a clinch? Right? And he goes, I don't know. I said, well, you think maybe three, maybe four times you get in the clinch, five sometimes. Sometimes it's eight, depending upon what the guy's doing. He goes, yeah, you, you get in. I said, so that's when you're not supposed to because clinching isn't something you really do a whole lot in boxing. So what, what are you going to do when someone wants to be in the clinch? And he goes, and, and so... For whatever reason, there's a, this room behind where the table is. And I said, I said, here, I'll tell you what. You can try to hit me with your jab, and I'll just try to you know, get a hold of you, and we'll see what happens, right? And he, and he goes, all right. And we go into this room, and, he, and all, all I did is, you know, as soon as he said go, I dropped levels, went right into his legs, burp, boom, put him on the ground, and I'm on top of him with my hand up. And he, and he looked at me, and his eyes got big, and he goes, oh, my God, he's going to break my arms and legs, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> this words, right? And I go, no. All you got to do is tap. I said, you know, said, you know, if you feel pain, tap. And so that fight takes place, and he comes out with the the glove because all of a sudden he's like, I can't. Now he's not even thinking about winning. He's just thinking, I've got to survive, and if I'm going to use a jab, I need to protect my knuckles because I don't want to hurt my hand. And oh, so geez. that was his idea, I guess, with the glove. And so as soon as, you know, Hoist, Hoist just takes him down and gets mounted and he's, and he's tapping based upon, I'm getting the fuck out. Cause he, he was the only, he got paid. Yeah. You know, there was the, the amount of money that Hoist won for $50,000 to win it. Look, if they had to pay Art Jimerson money to get a pro yeah. boxer that had a good record, you know, that was the only way they were going to get him. And, and he wow. almost didn't do it. I, I screwed that up. It, that was me. I, I definitely did not help his confidence. Well, that guy came wearing a glove. I'm like, what are you doing? Dude, well, like, he had no just clue, taking away man. your one hand. You can't you know? grab shit with that thing. It's like so. So I, yeah. I wrecked it. It was me, dude. I swear. To, I swear to you. During the as soon as that fight ended, Horian is sitting there, and I'm sitting right by the cage, and he he looks at me and he gives me like this look, like he puts his hands up, and I'm like, I got no idea. Right? And I'm he thinking, didn't do that. I'm he didn't thinking, do that oh, when he walked I out with him. one glove on. Like, what is this? <laughs> what is this dummy doing? Like, one glove? Uh, okay, whatever. I know. Anyways, yeah. all right. 
What else? What were we talking about, Dave? <laughs> well, we got away so off you, track. You guys were. You were the one that brought up this, uh, uh, this ridiculous James Tony. List. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, next um, one. Let's get our next story though. So, Joanna uh, Young Jacek comes out and says her comeback fight should be Weili Zhang. Yeah, I agree with her yeah. now. I agree with her. Weili's coming off of two losses. Her last win was against Joanna, and Joanna has not fought since that fight. That's that's one you could you could actually put together. I kind of like it. I don't yeah. have a problem with that one. Yeah. And it was a phenomenal fight. Why are you yawning? You're yawning over that fight. You have no idea what no. a good fight is. I thought it was an absolute amazing <laughs> fight. We know it was what? It was up for list of fight of the year. If it did it win? I don't even know if it won. Yeah, if I'm Yoana, I really want to jump on the fact that Willie's coming off those two losses. And that's her confidence will not be the same. Her output, the way she's fighting, she's rethinking her the way she fights right now. She's not confident. And that, that happens. That happens to fight. Confidence is key in everything in terms of fighting, specifically in fighting, because it's just you and one other person. You have no one else to blame but yourself if you don't get it done. In a, in a team sport, you can blame the, your teammates. You can blame the defense. You can blame the, the offensive coordinator, the defensive coordinator, whoever you want to blame. You can blame their, their schemes, whatever it is. But in fighting, it's just you and your opponent, and you have to blame yourself. So she's rethinking all of these things Whaley is right now, and Ioana's thinking this is a good time for me to jump on her. Get the win. First fight was great. And if I get this win, that puts me right back into that Rose Nama Yunus talk and conversation about having a fight. So I think that's uh, I think that's a good play. Well played by Joanna. Yeah, but let me ask you a question here. You're saying that she gets and and I totally agree with everything you said as far as you know the right time to take on Wei Lee and where <laughs> she wants to go. Well, you know, she wants to get back to that championship fight. But when you look at it, She's lost twice to Rose. Do they put her in a third fight against Rose? Because let's be honest, is Rose the better fighter now than when she fought against Joanna in those two wins? Yeah. I think yeah. she's even better now. Is Joanna a better fighter right now? Hmm. Not too sure. Yeah. That's a tough one. It's a tough yeah. one. D Dave, can you pull up the rankings? I'm, uh, my zoom went down so i'm gonna have to you're gonna have to uh, you got me. you got obviously rose is the champ way lee is number one still but it's got to be carla esparza is going to be moving into number one uh she, yeah in that marina rodriguez would be behind her then janow yan janow Jan, janan yeah then mackenzie dern I mean, you're taking a look at it. You're saying all this stuff. But, you know, Joanna's not even on the list based upon inactivity. Mm -hmm. So, you know, she, if you were going to oh, put her right. on the list, what's that? She, yeah, that's right. I forgot to say they took her off the list. She'd be number two, number three, somewhere. Yeah, in there. you you would say she's number. You know, I would say maybe three. Yeah, past like uh, Carla or before Carla. No, I'd say she's got to be behind Carla based upon wins and losses. Yeah, didn't she already beat Carla? Isn't oh, that yeah, she won she, that's the title? Who she took the title from. Yeah, that's who she took the title from, right? Yep. Got it. I mean, I'm down to watch those two fight again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. I'm sure if um, she could get that fight, she would do it. Yeah, I th I think I think the the Wei Lee fight makes sense just because we'd be we'd be able to see another great fight. One of them is gonna come out with a win. That's what you need. Both of them have losses, both of them are gonna one of them, someone's gonna come out with a win. Yeah, but if you're so, the UFC do you want do you want to put Wei Li in that position or do you want to say nah, you know what we 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 need her 
we've got an entire country behind her that we're we work with and we want you know them being excited about our sport and our promotion and so you don't put you put her against someone that you think ah, there's a better matchup for someone's yeah. coming someone that's got wins coming off you know that you can say ah, look at she's back i don't know her and car her and carla willie versus carla Look, they don't want to make Carla their champion. They're not. They're not keen on it. They're not pushing her. You know, like no. when they when what they brought up after the last fight with Rose and Wei Lee, they said, you know, we is Carla getting the next shot? It's like I, we've got plans for for this division next. So somebody's next. I mean, I would imagine it's going to be uh, Marina Rodriguez. Yeah, am I correct? Yeah, I um, think it's going to probably be her. Yeah. It's going to be her and Rose. I think Carla's going to get overlooked, and then you're going to probably Wei Lee and Carla, or you're going to have Joanna probably and Carla. I think those are probably the options. So we'll see. But the problem is, if she, if like you said, if Joanna beats uh, Carla, then where does that leave Wei Lee? You know, Wei Lee maybe with Mackenzie Dern? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Anyways, all right. Well, let's figure that out. So we'll. So let, I guess let's just think about. I think, I think we just did figure it out. I think we did. Yeah. Now they just oh. have to listen, right? Just <laughs> yeah. That happens all the time. Yeah, all. The time. Uh, all right, guys. Well, that kind of wraps up our show. I had a little bit of some malfunctions towards the end. So hopefully, John and Podcast Dave were able to. Your carry life it is a malfunction. Yeah, I'm dealing with you. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> you guys got to cut me some slack. I've been dealing with John now for a couple of years, and we've got to learn how to deal Rough. with all these malfunctions, broken ribs, hornet's nest, all these things. <laughs> I've got to carry them through. I, I drag them across the finish line every show, I swear. Anyways, hey, go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Wayne in. Use the promo code and still, and you guys can pick up an extra 20% off on all of our shirts that are available to you guys. Hopefully, you guys enjoy them. And, John, what else you got for us, bud? Just to everyone out there, I hope you're having a wonderful Thanksgiving weekend coming up. Spend it with family. Have fun. And the boys here at the Wing and Podcast, we'll see you.